1: how can we dig deeper and like give people the tools that we developed over many years of being food professionals? And you know, you're not going to build them completely by listening to one episode of us talking about a reverse meal plan, but getting some exposure to that thinking, I hope is really helpful and I think makes for really interesting conversations that I end up loving.
2: Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You, a podcast about feeding kids. Hello friends! This is Megan and Stacey. We know that this time between December holidays and New Year's is kind of weird. Like it might be kind of cozy or a little bit anxiety inducing or a mix of the two with like a little bit too much cheese added in there. Never too much cheese! (laughs) Anyways, in place of what we're cooking and eating now today, we are sharing our favorite Didn't I Just Feed You episodes from the year. So you can have something to listen to besides your family today.
1: (laughs) And if you need a little more solidarity, you know what to do. Come join us at our free community. There are thousands of other home cooks just like you hanging out there. And we all can collectively help you figure out what to do with your holiday leftovers or give you ideas for feeding your family if everyone's home from school and work this week. Check it out. The free discussion board is at com backslash community.
2: And come tell us about your favorite episodes of this year. We love to know what you liked and what you didn't like. Maybe we want to know a little bit, but mostly come give us a pat on the back right now. We'll have our listeners survey in January, and then you can give us constructive criticism. (laughs) I love it.
1: I'm here for it. Yes,
2: we're both here for it. We just want to continue to make Didn't I Just Feed You better and better every year that we do it. So... Looking back on the year 2023, the, what the year. year of our Lord Taylor Swift, uh. <laughs> Barbie, uh. Barbie, all of those things. Um, what were your favorite episodes this year, Stacey? Oh, gosh, it's hard to choose, Megan.
1: I wonder if we have overlapping. Should I just kind of power through them?
2: Yes. And... You have done this incredible job of organizing our Spotify. So am just going to tell yes. them. Yeah,
1: tell them. Well, tell let them. me
2: pat you on the back and tell you. You do this incredible job of curating our Spotify. So there's like playlists for everything from like holidays to quick weeknight meals. But we each have a favorites list, too. So you can listen to a digest of each of our favorite episodes. And we'll put all of these episodes we mentioned now in our updated playlists.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So... I'm going to go mostly chronological. Okay. Um, last February, we did an episode on How We Feed episode as an ADHD parent with Casey Davis. And I love this episode so much. It's also making me realize that we are long overdue for a How We Feed.
2: Yes. <laughs> we're currently, actually, I'm going to just be blatant and say we're currently on the hunt for someone who hates to cook, to talk to us about it.
1: Yeah, you guys, this is surprisingly hard. We've put the call out on Instagram and in our community. No one's biting, but like, if you really hate to cook and you're willing to talk on the microphone with us, get in touch. Yeah, so this How We Feed with Casey Davis was just so great. One of our missions at Didn't i Just Feed You is to really... We're just passionate about expanding the idea of what it means to be a home cook. We just feel like traditional food media is filled with people who love cooking enough that they became professional. <laughs> so, and you know, the more you become an, an expert in something, the further you get away from the experience of the person who is a novice or who is someone who like doesn't even like to do the thing that you know how to do so well. And we just, you know, low those many years ago when we started in I Just Feed You, really felt like we wanted to be a food podcast that was inclusive Even to people who, as we just made the call for, people who hate to cook or people who are overwhelmed by cooking or people who cook differently or not just families with, you know, two caregivers. Maybe there's just a single parent home. All the variations. And I think that being like cooking like, we are so regimented about how we write cookbooks and recipes. Like, there's a way that it's done in the industry. And it was so interesting to speak with Casey Davis and have her be like, yeah, like,
2: that totally does not work for my brain. And here's what would, people. Yeah. I also can't believe that was in February. Because in my mind, that was like, we did that three weeks ago. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, No, not so much. not at all. Next
1: up, we have how to feed your athlete with Jessica Isaacs. Uh, she's at Jessica the Sports RD. We love her as an Instagram follow, at TikTok follow as well. And that was a really, really helpful, a conversation highly requested for me. episode. Also, totally five dinner formulas every
2: cook needs to know. Ooh, okay, is this on your list? It's not on my list. A powerful pick, though. Why? Why do you say that? Tell me. One of my takeaways from 2023 is that we really started like distilling our knowledge of like how we meal plan in a way that other people, it translates to other people. Like we did one, how to meal plan like while you're at the grocery store. And I just think this idea of templates is like a really powerful way to think about meal planning so that you take some of the mental load out of it. Yeah, right. We can
1: do easy, quick, one pot recipes till the cows come home and, and we have like we that's really what have our career. <laughs> that's what our career has been. But there's something about like really pushing us to think about how we think, as opposed to doing the thinking for our audience and then giving them like quick li- a long list of recommendations. So I feel like this one was a little bit of like revealing the way we think so that people can be like, oh, that's what's behind the curtain. Like, that's a way that I can think about this and start to like make templates and repeat, create patterns that they can repeat on their own to
2: just make things easier. I don't know. Does that make any sense? It makes sense to me, but I sometimes think we share part of a brain, so. <laughs> I know.
1: Okay. Well, anyway, go listen to it. Tell us if you agree. Okay. Next up, I have What Anti-Diet Gets Wrong with Jessica Wilson. She's the author of It's Always Been Ours, Rewriting the Story of Black Women's Bodies. This is a book that I loved. We actually tried to get her on, and she was like, guys, I'm writing a book. And we like reached out to her a few months later, and she's like, mm, Still busy. <laughs> like we kept after her because we love the way she thinks so much. And I just really love this interview.
2: Jessica Wilson also launched a podcast this year. Like, oh, she wrote a book. And then she's like, Oh, I'm gonna launch a podcast <laughs> called Making It Awkward. And it's like a continuation of the sort of conversations that we had with her. So uh everyone should go check it out and subscribe where you're listening.
1: Okay reverse meal planning
2: oh okay wait a second there's a theme here okay go ahead I this is one okay I'm gonna pull the curtain back a little bit which is that we both always come to our planning meetings with lots of ideas and sometimes we'll put things on our production calendar and then we'll like either of us might have resistance to it and this is one where Stacy was like I don't know or like Is this really going to be useful and helpful? And I think in the end, it turned out like to be one of those things where surprisingly, this is something you do intuitively.
1: Yeah. Well, this is what I was going to say. I feel like there's a theme to mine. There's like a parenting theme. And then there's like a... You know, I think like what anti-diet gets wrong and I'll just jump ahead for a minute because I also include divorcing diet culture when you have to be in a diet like those are kind of introspective. But for me, a lot of doing like having those introspective conversations bring me back to parenting and help me like do some self-discovering in the service also of being a parent who can better support my kids and allowing them to be who they want to be, if that makes any sense. So there's like that thread in my favorites. And then there's the like, yeah, like how can we dig deeper and like give people the tools that we developed over many years of being food professionals? And, you know, you're not going to build them completely by listening to one episode of us talking about a reverse meal plan. But getting some exposure to that thinking, I, I hope is really helpful and I think makes for really interesting conversations that I end up loving.
2: I don't disagree, but I think it's very interesting that you have you have some distillation of like what your categories are, and my list is not categorized <laughs> at all. She couldn't <laughs>
1: close out twenty
2: twenty three without bringing up categories. That's <laughs> <laughs> amazing.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know. I- <laughs> moving on. <laughs> wow, that's very Scorpio. Um, moving on. Food, feelings, and parenting through the holidays. It's another one of those. Yes. And actually, I should have started with this one because this is still a relevant listen, you guys, because they're still New Year's, kids are still on break. You might still have family coming over. You might just, and you're at the end of it too. <laughs> like a lot, a little bit of the joy in anticipating the holiday season might have worn off. This is a really great, helpful listen. Okay. This one doesn't quite fit my theme. Okay. Super quick pasta dinners. <laughs> Actually, super quick pasta dinners and 10 minute dinner ideas. These are more of the like what we call brass tacks yeah. episodes. But these, I always have a soft spot for a couple of episodes that really feel like core. Didn't I just feed you?
2: I also have 10 minute dinner ideas on my. Do you? Yes. Yeah. I think that's funny. Core. That is like essential, didn't I just feed you listening? Yeah, right. And it's interesting that five years in and we're like respectively like 15 years each and a year longer into our careers, right? Like you've yeah. almost been in food media for 20 years. That we still come back to those types yep. of stories as being useful and helpful to our audience, which ultimately is like the goal of didn't I just feed you. We've been talking a lot about this off mic that both of us feel called to be as helpful as possible within our careers yeah so I love that that's on your list
1: yeah so super quick pasta dinners 10 minute dinner ideas and then just a couple more how to build a well-stocked home bar which is funny because my drinking has drastically diminished this year same like dramatically and my like interest in drinking. But I do think that this is one of those that's like nice and juicy. Like if you want to build a well-stocked home bar, but you don't want it to be like, you want it to be complete. You want to be able to like have it be well-stocked enough to be creative, but you don't want to spend a ton of money. And uh, you just like, who do I go to? Didn't I just feed you? Here's the episode. Listen, done, check like we help you with that. I love those. Those episodes feel really satisfying to record and listen back to.
2: Also, interestingly, 10 Minute Dinner Ideas is one of the top three most popular (gasps) episodes of the year.
1: Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yes. That's like so helpful. So, so so helpful. And I do think like all of you out there, rest assured, like those kinds of episodes will always be an essential part of Didn't I Just Feed You? They're just really great, helpful, quick. Like, let's get this done. This is hard. Let's just get this done. Yes. <laughs> and then I have a couple of subscriber episodes. Is it is it okay to
2: throw those I think in? So we got to remind people that you can subscribe, and it is awesome and also oh worth it.
1: Also worth it because. I have three, and I was being discerning. I have three favorite episodes from our subscriber feed, which you can get on Apple Podcasts. You pay a little bit less, and then that's all you get. Uh, Or you can become a super fan. You go to didn'tijustfeedyou.com backslash community. You become a super fan. You can pay monthly, or you can save some money and subscribe annually, and then you'll get the subscriber feed plus an ad-free stream of everything else plus some other goodies. Anyway... Uh, our favorite things right now was a subscriber episode that we did earlier in the year, I believe. And it was really fun to branch out of food. And like we got a lot of DMs and mail about this that people like I did a lot of makeup beauty stuff. And like people were like, yeah, I went and tried that out. It's awesome. I just really like having the opportunity to share other parts of us.
2: Yeah. I'm like, what did I say were my favorite things? i don't know you gotta go back and i literally have no memory of that okay what other subscriber episodes did you put on your list i feel like you had a piece of clothing no i feel like it was sourdough adjacent oh interesting like my sourdough bread pan and the weck jars that i love so much for it. but then there was there was something skincare related. yeah okay anyway. it's all coming back <laughs> to me now semi-homemade meals that actually taste good your to whole me, life for
1: the second guess, half of 2023. A hundred percent. Like it came from experience. It came out of necessity. And to me, I know that it doesn't hit quite the same way that 10 minute dinners does. But like to me, that's also essential. Din, I just feed you? Yeah. Like this is real. This is hard. How am I going to feed them? Like I'm in a season where my house is being renovated or where everybody's practice is in a different place. Yeah. Don't be afraid. Permission slip. Send me homemade meals. And and guys, we're going to help you make it taste good too. So I love that. And then how to roast everything. I have a soft spot for this one. You and I, by design, don't lean too much into quote unquote teaching because there's just so much... That just comes out naturally in our conversations around parenting and food, where we don't have to be like a culinary expert. And this is how you do it. But every once in a while to take a step back and just be like, yeah, like this is an interesting skill that we think will make your life easier. And it comes from that parenting place in our hearts. But we just get to teach something culinary. It's kind of fun, too.
2: And it's a really long episode. Like there, we go so deep into it. We, there was a whole out, like me and my categories thing was taken to an extreme by both Stacy and I having like all these high level thoughts about roasting, which you think is so simple, but actually there's kind of a lot to it. Yeah. And I'm going to say that nobody said I need an episode on roasting. But
1: we get lots of questions. And it's interesting to sift through your culinary questions and put them into categories. And there were a lot of questions over the year about roasting where it's like, well, Why did my sweet potatoes get soggy and not crisp up? So you guys may not realize that this is a question about how to roast well, but that is what you're asking, you know? So, or like even sheet pan meals. So it's nice, like keep asking those culinary questions And, like, we'll do the job of sifting through them and collating them and making sure we can wrap them in episodes that are interesting and meaningful and not just, like, droning on about, like, how to do something in the kitchen.
2: I said it was long, but, like, that's more to speak to the value of what we are providing when you subscribe. Like, we take Mm -hmm. very seriously that you're contributing financially to Didn't I Just Feed You. And so we do. they're juicy-ups. They're juicy-ups for sure. That's gonna yeah. Get it on a t-shirt. Juicy, Juicy abs.
1: Right, right across the boobs. Yes. Juicy abs.
2: <laughs> 2024 is the year we're focused on finally reducing dinnertime overwhelm at Didn't I Just Feed You. And that means making grocery shopping easier and more cost effective, especially when it comes to the foods we all tend to spend the most on, like meat. Enter ButcherBox, where you can count on incredible deals on premium cuts. At ButcherBox, you can choose a curated box or customize your order of 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate free and wild-caught seafood to stock your fridge with all the proteins you need for the week, month, or even the year at prices that are hard to come by at the grocery store. That's all your protein shopped for in one shot at great prices
1: delivered to your door with free shipping. Just one change, switching over to ButcherBox, and you guarantee yourself fewer trips to the grocery store and savings that are hard to find at the supermarket.
2: Dinner time overwhelm be gone. ButcherBox is offering our listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential, three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a whole year. Plus, you get $20 off your first order. Sign up today at
1: butcherbox.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y and use the code D-I-J-F-Y, short for Didn't I Just Feed You, to choose your free offer and get $20 off. This episode is brought to you with support from Whole Foods. As a resident Greek girl, I am a sucker for Mediterranean flavors and want you to taste the Mediterranean too. Go to Whole Foods Market now and save on regionally inspired products through March
2: 19th. Find sales on animal welfare certified meat, including boneless, skinless, air-chilled chicken breast, bone-in beef short ribs, ground lamb, and more. Save on whole bronzini and sustainable wild-caught sockeye salmon. And stock up on Mediterranean essentials like feta cheese crumbles,
1: whole wheat pita pockets, and if you're over 21, wines from Spain, Greece, and Italy.
2: Grab your ingredients and experiment with family-friendly Mediterranean cuisine today. Think Greek-style ground lamb pitas, lemony oven roasted chicken, or bronzino, or instant pot short ribs braised in wine. All simple and delicious. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. Do you ever feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of snacks and meals? We get it. That's why we're excited to share HomeThreads, the ultimate solution for creating a stylish and functional family space. At HomeThreads.com, discover furniture that can handle the
1: chaos of family life, from wipeable dining chairs to kitchen tables and light fixtures, or you can just freshen up your kitchen with trays, counter lamps, decor, and other affordable accents that will help you update your kitchen into a room you love spending time in. All right. Any other favorites from the no, year? No, that's that's my list this year. Tell me yours. I can't wait. Okay. I can't believe did we really only have one overlap? I
2: think so. That unless I was wild. like not paying attention to something you said. Okay. That's possible. I won't be insulted. I was looking at your Spotify playlist too. Like not when I was making my own list, but as you're going. And I maybe some categories will come out of this. I be free. You can be free this time. Okay.
1: You have a permission slip to be free of categories. Thank
2: you, I appreciate it so much more than you know. Okay, first on my list that we it was like maybe our first new episode in the main feed of 2023. It also is the most popular episode of did I just feed you from 2023 as well? How to get your cooking mojo back. Uh, This is such a me episode because I, I fall out of love with cooking sometimes, no matter how long we've been doing it. And there's something for me in the like magic of being able to come back to it in different ways, whether it's like to feel inspired again by it or to just get back into a routine of it. Just do it. Yeah. I love that so much. Another how to, like another like how to episode, which again no one necessarily asked for, but it is like this thread throughout all of Didn't I just feed you. Cause we've talked about salads before, how to make salads kids will actually want to eat. This is such a juicy ep, as you said. <laughs> Juicy Eps. But I love juicy Eps. Yes. But a little behind the scenes tea is that we recorded one version of it and our producer, Samantha, was like, "Mm." (laughs) mmm. Like you guys were maybe you weren't as organized as you could have been. forgot about this. Like you didn't oh really she answer was like, this question that you, you promised guys are kind of to a hot answer. Mess. And so she was like, you could just record like this, this section over again. Like we can, she was willing to salvage the old audio. But when we get that kind of feedback from Samantha, who's been with us since the very beginning of didn't I just one. one, she's listened to every single episode, edited every single episode. We took it very seriously. So we're like, we're just record the whole last thing again, like just top to bottom. And what came out of it was a really great episode that I think everyone really enjoyed. Like we got a lot of feedback on Instagram about how great it was. And actually I recently got a DM from someone who's like, here's my salad. And I added bugles to it, uh, to make it tastier. So this is just a really great episode. And Nicely dovetails to the episode that we're sharing from the subscriber feed from last winter about winter salads, which you might have missed. We aired about a week ago on December 18th. It's from subscriber episode and it's now in the main feed. So yes, you can do salads even in the depths of winter.
1: Yeah. Winter salad inspiration is something that I always need to reignite you know what i mean like you know how something stick with you like my summer salads just stick with me like i'm just inspired and i remember and i do riffs and i'm like oh yeah i did that last summer but like winter salads i'm like every year i'm stumped i'm like okay i need a refresher this is what i need to do shave the vegetables you know turnips different veggies roots it's just so helpful. So I'm really glad that we reheated that one
2: for myself. I know. I'm like, <laughs> go back and listen, Billis. Yep. Totally. Okay. I have three baking-centric episodes. <laughs> I'm going to
1: admit that there were a couple of dessert-forward episodes that I did not put on my list because you I knew you were going every to. Every night.
2: I yeah, know that that's the one I wanted to do that. I yeah, wanted to do that one, but I, I'm leaving it for
1: you. Go. So, hit it.
2: challenge to us in 2024 is to do more dessert every night. Like stovetop desserts or no-bake desserts because we did one that was like 20-minute desserts and it was also very popular. And it just hit this sweet spot of like many things that we talk about within didn't I just feed you about like being in the season that you're in like maybe it's not a season of baking like elaborate things for your family but there are these little projects you can take on like making pudding or making chocolate mousse that really only take 20 minutes and also incorporate so much food joy for your family and hopefully for yourself too so this is a really great episode uh, we'll put it on my favorites list, even though Stacy wanted to include it on her list. It's, bo- it's
1: on both of <laughs> oh, ours. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I, on Spotify. I didn't put it on my list for this episode, but it is on my list too.
2: <laughs> and then I mentioned this in our cookbook episode with Brian Hogan Stewart, that my favorite book of the year was Baking B- Feel from Becca yes. Ray Tucker. And I loved this conversation with her, both because it was about baking and this idea of like, feeding yourself emotionally through also feeding yourself and the repetition and routine of baking and the muscle memory of it. But we also got to talk about women's reproductive rights. Yes. And then I also loved, I feel like this is like kind of an underrated episode, Bread Baking with Kids with Jennifer Latham. And I think there's a little bit of block where people are like, oh, bread baking this. And then you want me to like also bread, bake with kids, like there's a mental block there. But I think the thing to listen for in that episode is this idea of like, yes, there are micro moments of teaching your kids in your kitchen, but there can also be like bigger projects and things that are themes throughout life or that you build on. Like it might start with, they just help you, feeding the sourdough starter but many years in the future it could look like them making pita bread along with you with that sourdough starter so i love that i I think it's building on a lot of traditions and then two i have two subscription episodes one is how to feed a house full of guests I think this is a really interesting episode from the viewpoint of not becoming a resentful cook when you're hosting other people. And it might actually be a really great thing to listen to right now. Like maybe you have been hosting family. I think this came
1: out of my experience last holiday season, holiday season 2022. Yes. Where I was like, oh, my gosh. I'm not just having people over for the holidays or even like a night, you know, some people drive to see you and they stay over. I have people here for like a week. Right. You know, because they've flown in and we have a house upstate and everybody is there. And it's like, you know, that's it felt so idyllic going in. And then I was like, oh, my God, these people I'm like feeding. (laughs) This is like I'm an Airbnb, like I'm a restaurant. What's happening? Yes. Yes. Totally. And so
2: there's all, and then there's also practical stuff of like maybe it's just your nuclear family, but you're getting burnt out on making three meals a day plus snacks. Like here's here's how you can manage that and like do it in a smart way where you're not putting in so much effort right now. Yeah, totally. Oh, M.G. My last one is also a subscription one. And like, I kind of want to laugh like (laughs) we really tried. Chat GBT for meal planning.
1: Oh yes. That was really fun. Do you feel like that ended up being helpful?
2: Okay. It is helpful. Well,
1: first of all, I, I think it's helpful to people who use Chat GBT. I just can't tell how many people listening actually do.
2: You know what I mean? Not a lot. So I think there's I think there's two takeaways from me from that episode. And I'm curious to hear if you agree. And then also I'd love to hear from our listeners too. The first one was just like how to ask ChatGPT the right questions or give it the right information to have it give you results that are actually actually useful. And I don't mean it from a meal planning standpoint, because I think that the other takeaway here for me is that ChatGPT is never going to actually take over as a meal planning tool because it's not customizable enough it's not nuanced enough maybe in the future ai technology will change but for now like you really do need to like learn how to sort of like simplify meal planning as a starting place if your co- meal planning is complicated and you go to chat gpt to feel less overwhelmed i can guarantee you that's not going to happen you're going to feel more overwhelmed because it's going to give you too much inf- information yeah. and then not give you the next steps with like what to do with that information. Yeah. Uh,
1: right now, AI technology and chat GBT are somewhat synonymous among us like who are not
2: yes. into it mm-hmm. and
1: learning and engaged like in, in any kind of meaningful way around AI. But like a thousand hundred percent guarantee bet everything I have on AI, an AI meal planning tool coming out, coming at you soon in the next couple of years.
0: Like the technology,
1: yes, (laughs) no, but the technology will be, someone will use the technology, but right now the interface for the technology is chat GBT. And I couldn't agree with you more about that particular tool. Like, it's not where it's at for meal planning. But we did learn that if it's something, if it's a tool you're using anyway and you're invested and you enjoy playing with it and you're curious, I do think that we came up with some really interesting takeaways that would help you get to a better result. Yeah. Okay. I have one question, surprise question. Do you have an episode that you hate from this year? <laughs>
2: Stacy Billis. How dare you?
1: And is this the year where there was an episode where people thought we were off and like people were worried that we were like, I made up the story. But like, didn't people think we were like arguing or that there was tension between us or something? That was last
2: year in 2022. Oh, we did an mm. episode for our subscribers that was about sideline eats. Oh, yeah. And that the weird thing happened in recording where we both thought we knew, we we, we usually chat. Like we have a script doc. We usually chat for a few minutes before Mm -hmm. we actually hit record. Like, okay, this is sort of like the angle so that we're clear. And then that helps us like ask each other the right questions too. (laughs) And man, we got into the middle of it and I was like, (laughs) we are not aligned at all on what's happening. And you asked the question, you were like, I don't understand. But it was like an
1: approach. It wasn't like us not being aligned like personally. No. That's how I remember No, it it. wasn't like drama. It was like we were trying to, like we were had like completely different ideas of what the episode was.
2: Yes. Well, and also you were like, I don't, I can't relate to this because this is not how... Sideline Eats or, like, feeding my kids around sports looks for, like, where I live in the world. Yeah. And I was like, no, this is, like, what it looks like in suburb- – like, for suburbia. This is what – and so there was some tension between us, but not, like like, end That's of hilarious. our partnership tension. <laughs> like, I can't believe people asked. Okay. So that was last year. Right. Is there an episode you wish we didn't do or that you – Oh, my God. Actually, can I I have one? Can I say something? Yeah. I'm going to pull back the curtain and say (laughs) for the whole year of 2023, we had on the production calendar an episode called Your Worst Kitchen (laughs) (laughs) Problem Solved. And at one point, we like crowdsourced questions for it. Like we invested a lot. And every time we went to record it, we're like, no, it just doesn't feel right. Not only that but I still feel guilty that we put it out there
1: and got so many responses that I've kept the screenshots of what people asked for it. Like, I know for a fact people wanted us to talk about how to devein shrimp. Like I know that's what people want. And we were just like, oh, I don't know. It's so hard. I think we couldn't figure out how to not make it feel too hodgepodge right? And, like, sometimes hodgepodge just doesn't, like, galvanized into something that feels like people can sink their teeth into it. Like, well, if I don't have that same question, then this episode isn't for me. And like, we really wanted to make it helpful and we couldn't
2: figure it out. It's part of why we developed office hours for our supporting community, because you all have questions and sometimes people DM us or email us and we don't always have the opportunity to answer those questions in DMs but we do spend time in the community making sure we answer questions and then on office hours you can like ask live and in person and it's interesting you use the word hodgepodge because office hours always seem to have like a a sort of loose theme to them like it's holiday cooking or it's like back to school lunch solving but it really is a place where you could ask any of those questions and i think we're working on figuring out how to answer those individual questions in bigger episodes in 2024 or two.
1: Yeah, but I'm so glad that you brought that up because that didn't even really occur to me, but it's true. And I'm going to take it as an opportunity to plug our community and our supporting membership, if that's something that you all feel like you can afford. Because I mean, even recently we got a pretty involved DM on Instagram, like asking for pretty detailed advice and like. We want to help. Like, that's what we feel passionate about doing. But we really cannot answer every single question that comes from every single venue. It just would take up our whole life. So a lot of questions we try to like pull them together and figure out a theme and turn it into an episode if that feels like it will be helpful to a large audience. But the community is the one place where you can just go and ask that rando question that's been driving you crazy. If it's a pain point, like if deveining shrimp is a pain point for you, like if you go in there and you ask that question, chances are that either me or Megan are going to come in and chime in. And even better, so are several other people. So. I really agree that like an extension of Didn't I Just Feed You is our community. And so you want to join like there is a free space. That's where the message boards are. And then our office hours that Megan was talking about is part of our supporting membership. I'm going to tell you that this actually dovetails perfectly into how I was going to close out the episode, if that's okay, Megan. I love it. Okay, because I was going to say that, like, just reflecting on this year, like, I really feel like the first five years of Didn't I Just Feed You, we were like growing in episodes and honing in on our content and like trying to form a community. I feel like something is starting to really take something started to really take shape in 2023. I feel like in a lot of ways, I'm not sure if people perceive it on the outside, but it was a very transformative year for us. And I think that people will really if they didn't notice that in this past year, they're going to in 2024. That thinking about not just how we can grow our audience, but how we can grow our content in the ways that we reach you and help you. Like a lot of ideas are starting to take shape. The community really started to grow, like the supporting membership. We relaunched it to make it as helpful and as worth it as possible. And we have a couple of other things up our sleeves. We launched products
2: at the end of this year. Yeah, that was a big thing for me really big. I think there was something in distilling what we've talked about over the course of five years and putting it into something that people could download and actually use like in their kitchens, like whether they're prepping lunches, because we did the the stress-free back to school lunch guide. And then around the holidays, well, we're still a little bit in the holidays, but like we did the make ahead holiday handbook. And that was like this through line uh, for so much content that we were able to create, including office hours. And then it was so rewarding to see people actually use it and like tag us in things. And like, even for me, individ- I was like, oh, yeah, here's the cinnamon roll that oh, we've been talking totally. about for years. Like, totally. let me just pull up the PDF and cook from it. So I were you going to tease... Were you going to share? I, yeah. okay? Because yeah. we're so excited about this.
1: So, you know, we're just expanding our reach again, not just to build a bigger audience, but to actually like find you all in all different places to help make your life easier. And we are currently working on a meal planning audio course for busy parent life And we just know it's going to be so helpful to so many people. And we're really excited. So we're teasing that our target launch date is going to be mid-January, first week of February. So you definitely want to be on our newsletter list. Like that's where we're always making sure to disseminate important information. We promise if you open your email and you see a long email from us a long message. Everything in there is broken up and categorized and helpful. You can just kind of skip a module. It's either past episodes or stuff from our community that we think would be really helpful to a wider community. If we're just announcing the launch of something, we just want you to know something, we get to the point and we'll just tell you and give you the link. So we promise it's not like overwhelming.
2: Yes, we do not send a ton of emails. We are very judicious about what we send. Like, there's a monthly digest, and then any other emails that we send to you are meant to be helpful or to share things like our products that we're launching. And I just want to be clear that, like, we're talking about an audio course, which is something we've never done before, but aligns so perfectly. Like, if you love our podcast content, which we think you do because you're subscribing, (laughs) then you're really going to enjoy doing this meal planning course with us. Yay! Yay! Okay, so you said newsletter... Uh, forever and ever go to didn't I just feed you backslash links and everything from our newsletter sign up to the community is in there Um, and maybe we'll update it so the Spotify link is there too so you can find those playlists make that really yeah, easy totally. also follow us on Instagram where we are at didn't I just feed you we're like a little bit quieter right now because we're hanging out with our families but Rest assured, we'll be back in full force in January. A huge thank you to our producer, Samantha Gatsik. I'm Megan. And I'm Stacy. Stay sane and well-fed until next year. Be
1: sure to subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You wherever you're listening. And don't forget to rate and review.